0: Welcome, welcome to The Tea on Parenting. My name is Crystal Berko and Camila Kepalani. Today is a great day as we bring you another episode um, of The Tea on Parenting. And we've got a lot of topics from you guys and we've also created our own topics and that's what it's all about. We're here having some tea and discussing some of the very important issues that a lot of parents would want to know. So today's topic is emotional intelligence. Well, research indicates that the more mastery our children have on emotional intelligence, the more fulfillment they will have in life. So it's that ability to recognize and express and regulate one's emotions,
1: right? But really, what does EI stand for, Camilla? Well, emotional intelligence is really, um, it's quite a buzzword at the moment. Um, You know, corporations are doing EI conferences and workshops and... You'll find that there are several um, courses you can do on EI. But the truth is, EI is something that now, in this world, in our children's time in history, we have to work on. The world has changed substantially, and learning how to deal with your own emotions appropriately and those of others, uh, in a way that allows you access to socialization, access to making the most of your potential, these are all things that are not going to come as naturally as they did before.
0: Yeah, and even in like in the Ghanaian context where back in the days so there was just more communal living, kids would play outside a lot more, um, and now it's like, it's all this tech. So how, how has tech impacted that ability to have the chance to practice this emotional intelligence?
1: Yeah, I mean, um... Good example, I grew up in a joint household with 18 other cousins. Uh, There was lots of stuff to practice your EI on, uh, your negotiation skills, your compromise skills, your body language, understanding your own body language, the body language of other people. We're going to touch on all these topics today. But we had a lot of opportunity to grow emotionally uh, because we were constantly involved with other human beings. Nowadays, you'll find that even in schools, the amount of time you spend in free play or free environments is less uh, because of the academic pressures that we are encountering. There's less time for that. Um, And also in our homes, we tend to be just one unit families that are making our best in the world, but that also does not expose us to different varieties of family members or people in our close circle. Um, so and, then COVID. COVID. and then COVID. And then COVID. I mean, wow, COVID. COVID kind of really brought everything to a halt, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I think there's there's a lot to be said about uh, what we need, the hard work we need to do with our children, definitely to make sure that, that we have them in good stead and that they are uh, able to have the tools to grow into well-balanced, harmonious
0: human beings. Wow. And so... Before we step into how to actually start working on it with our kids, I wanted to talk more about how important it is for us to consider this.
1: Um, well, look, look at where, look at where our children. I'm not going to do the doomsday scenario, please. I mean, I am one of the most, I am the most hopeful. I am the most excited about tomorrow's world because I live with young children all the time, and they are full of hope. And they're full of potential. So if anyone comes to me and says, hey, look at the world. It's a horrible place. I'll say, hey, look at our children. You know, it doesn't mean that today is tomorrow and tomorrow is today. We need to do some hard work, and that's true. Uh, we need to focus on, on the issues that we need to, um, to work on. But that's okay. We can do it. You know, it's, it, it's always a new day. But there are some considerable changes in the world that our children are growing up with to those of the past. One thing that we have to think about is unhappiness, sadness, grief. Um, Now, there are a lot more ways to alleviate that grief or or numb it. Uh, There's a lot of availability of drugs. There's a lot of availability of alcohol. um, You know, other things like... So
0: you might lean to that more than maybe looking into having a conversation with a friend, for example.
1: So unhealthy ways of seeking human connection also Mm. uh, you know there's it's not as easy to meet someone and date them right (laughs) it's very complex nowadays right Uh, and so you know it's also the fact that the fact that we are surrounded by technology technology has definitely in many ways made our lives so much more efficient and so much more easy but it has also blocked us from human contact and those skills that we get from human contact that is the give and take of human beings you don't get from technology um, it's often one-sided conversations and so it doesn't allow you those real life experiences that we had before um even down to frustration mm-hmm. you know not getting as frustrated uh, when, when 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 things don't work out the first yeah. time
0: and in real life there's going to be a lot of stress it's gonna be a lot in of your stress. workplace with yes. family with friends right um challenging every every minute is like you're you know being bombarded with different things so being able to understand yourself and those around you and being able to put a stop to it and know when to give the energy know when to retreat no it's
1: very important all fall into Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it's a skill it is it is and it's something that has to be learned it's and not innate. It's not innate. Well, it, 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 your, your nature is, so you could be an extrovert, you could be an introvert. That right. makes a big difference. Right. But dealing with the barrage of constant information and constant um, demand on your response, for example, let's take something as simple as uh, you know all the social media communication tools that we have. Message comes in you feel pressured to answer instantaneously. In the past, you could pretty much hide for five, six hours and no one knew where you were. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would give your brain a break. Right Right now, we're on the edge of communication all the time. Great thing, but also very exhausting, very exhausting. Um, So we also bring in also the competition we are in. Now we are constantly in competition, whether it is on a social level, uh, on the who's who, on what we're wearing, on what kind of lifestyle we live. It's always on public display. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the most private person, you're on public display now. And uh, it's very difficult to choose not to be part of that. So I think that also puts an added layer of stress and pressure on individuals. Mm-hmm. So another thing,
0: making it very practical, um, is that I don't know if you've ever like had an argument with somebody and you're they said that you said something hmm. and you're telling them that but you didn't mean it that way hmm. but they're unable to accept that you didn't mean it that way right. and they are literally arguing with you endlessly um, whereas you have someone that is emotionally um, intelligent and they're able to comprehend that okay, you said this, but you didn't mean it that way. Okay, so next time, let's not say it that way again, and then we move on. It's a big, it's it's a skill. You'd realize that you end, there ends up being a lot of, you know, interpersonal relationships that can really um, mess up because the person is just unable to accept. They have all these conspiracy theories in their head <laughs> as to what you did and what you meant. <laughs> I've had a
1: few of those. No, it's, it's really difficult for me to comprehend that, you know, yes. sometimes. Well, I mean, look, EI has always been a subject. EI has always been something we need to work on. Yeah. It's not new. But it has become, because of the demands of the world we're living in today, it's become even more essential that we work harder at it with our children. Mm-hmm. In order for them to grow into human beings that have a well-balanced, harmonious life, and they know enough about themselves to seek... That balance and they know enough about other people so that it can help them get to that balance or at least recognize other people's balance Mm -hmm. Um, this is all very important nowadays you can't really advance in the world if you don't have those kind of skills we used to call them leadership skills or essential skills they are no longer they they are sorry soft skills they are actually essential skills now if you do not have strong EI you're gonna have a tough time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tough run out there. So that moment where their child is screaming on the floor
0: in the supermarket <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they've seen candy they want yeah. and they want yeah. it. They yeah. want it now yeah. and as a parent you kind of you know Okay, well, I'll just give you the candy and you keep building up and building up. and then they grow up and then in a work environment they want something a certain way and they can't get it that way they're and they're, a they're t- like a tantrum, yeah. a, a, a child a grown, grown up tantrum. Tantrum. <laughs> a tantrum and you realize that they've yeah. gotten their way for so long because they weren't guided mm-hmm. um, as to how to receive that emotion of disappointment, yeah. um, so it might look like just candy and you know you're just giving them candy but it's like what message or what principle are you you know sending off to them for their future?
1: So let's look at just some areas that you would call EI. It's better to define it, because okay. these are only a few, but they're very important ones. The ability to see someone else's point of view, um, you, you, that's what you were touching on, is that you know, you're, you're explaining yourself, but the other person is not receiving it. And it goes vice versa. That person can't see your point of view. You perhaps can see their point of view. But that takes practice. That takes a lot of real-life experiences to realize, oh, there's another point of view, another way of looking at things. There's another opinion, and it's okay to disagree. It's all right to disagree. That's fine. But we need to understand each other's point of view and then try and bring it to a middle line. That win-win, that not everyone understands the Mm -hmm. win-win. There's also the the, 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 the construction of their own, understanding their own emotions and working through them in a constructive fashion. For example? For example, I feel terribly lonely.
0: Hmm.
1: Being able to say to yourself, no, it's not that, no, I, I don't care, anyone hangs out at me or anything like that. No, I care. <laughs> I'm feeling lonely. Okay, now what can I do about that? You know, who can I reach out to? Who's in my support system? Um, can I say it to a friend? Hey, today I'm feeling really lonely. How about we do something? You know, having people in your environment that you can say that to bluntly and they would be there for you. This is all part of building your EI circle and building your, your, your support system.
0: And so I guess that is why in schools, for example, you would have them in the morning Talking about how they feel. I know like my kids come home, they have the circles that today I'm feeling happy, today I'm feeling sad, or today I'm feeling, you know, energetic or something, you know. I see that a lot. So that they are able to identify the emotions, um, and then work their way through how to deal with it. Yes, there are many, many anger. Exactly.
1: There are many superb early childhood environments where they recognize the fact that particularly now, our children growing up in this age, need particularly to focus on EI as a as a, well as a core part of the curriculum, mm-hmm. not a subject, not something we're sitting down and doing, but an in-situ guidance as they live their lives in preschool, um, and up to, in my opinion, throughout their scholastic life, because that's a great opportunity to practice. You're in an environment where you have a lot of people A lot of adults, a lot of children younger than you, a lot of your peers, you get a chance to really focus on your practicing your skills. Um, I think that uh, when we focus on that, we have real life experiences that we can negotiate through, we can uh, express ourselves through. Uh, Yesterday, I had a little three year old that was working in his classroom, and suddenly he turned around. And he saw one of his friends was a little teary eyed. He put his little tray down on the table and he walked up to her and he gave her the warmest hug. And I just thought, ah, eat eye, here you go. Watching, you know, facial expressions, watching body cues, understanding this person is in pain, giving of yourself. Amazing, amazing, amazing moment. So, how do we, first of all, have you touched on?
0: all the different ways no, of there's AI.
1: So that, that's one of those. It's, um, we know that they need strong AI to have better inter- interpersonal relationships, having that support system of friends, you know, eventually finding a partner, things like that, um, and regulating their own emotions uh, mm-hmm. to the cues of others. This is something which COVID-wise, I found to be one of the biggest standouts is that because of necessary mask use, uh, the children lost touch with eye contact, they lost touch with facial expression changing they lost touch with facial cues um, subtlety so they were relying on voice not on facial expression and I, I mean, I remember my dad my dad was, you know, a great dad great father, but uh, one look, and I knew <laughs> I knew I should stop you know, kind of, okay, that's where I am you know Um, that they lost they lost that ability to do that with other people, maybe not with their parents but with other people so it's very important to understand that teaching them that Um, it it allows them learning to do that allows them to deal with big topics and big expectations without crumbling because they have a self-awareness that is strong then when they know what their cap- capability is, and they're able to regulate their capability to the task ahead and pace themselves. And so of course, try and try again. success. The more success they have, the better they feel about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, I just think that it's important because they end up with good uh, psychological health, mm-hmm. emotional and psychological health, uh, which we know now, in, in the modern world, affects your physical being. A lot of the illnesses that we talk about today, you know, are connected to stress, to... Um, happiness. Happiness. Yeah.
0: Yes. Stress. Yes. If you're stressed, you're going to get sick more yeah. often. Your body won't function the way it's supposed to function. Yeah. Your hormones will be released in different ways. Happiness releases certain hormones. It does, doesn't I, right? it does. Oxytocin all the way. Yeah, so yeah. all these things, I mean, you might look at it emotionally and say, no, it's not really a big deal. My child will figure themselves out, but we're all born differently and we all come into this world with our, um, whether we're introverted or extroverted and stuff. So as a parent, you need to identify that. And when you see your child struggling in some of these areas, you need to assist them. Right to get there, um, so I think now we've identified what it means. We have also identified how emotional um, intelligence, if not developed, can affect your child or even yourself. Um, and now I want to go into how do we build it. Mm-hmm. Right, it's
1: a key question, isn't it?
0: How do we build emotional? And in- is it first of all? Is it that every child needs to build their emotional intelligence, or is it some of them already have
1: it? and others struggle a little bit more. No, definitely. I mean, every human being is completely different. Right. So um, we're all built differently. We're all born with, a, we're, as we always say, we're not blank slates. So some of us are born with already um, some tendencies towards social and uh, emotional intelligence. But it is still, I would say at this point, with the advent of high technology and with the advent of COVID, uh, with the whole COVID issue and also with that speed at which our lives are, li- uh, are lived right now and in the isolation that we're living our lives, it is something we should be working on and we should work on it from when our children are born um, and throughout their lives for as long as we can, as long as we have the ear. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, always, right? <laughs> right? Parenting, always, we hope so. Um, so good point. Um, one thing that I would say is that in order to build uh, a home or a, 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 an environment where you're building social inte- uh, emotional intelligence, talking about social in- uh, intelligence, it's, it's just, to me it's it's very uh, it correlates so well. You mm-hmm. know, your emotional intelligence affects your social intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's to create a calm, to create an atmosphere of calm. Children do very well in an atmosphere of calm. They don't do well in chaos. So creating some routine structure in your lives does very well for your children's emotional intelligence. They like to predict. They like to be prepared. When they're prepared, they're proactive. Being proactive makes them feel successful and useful, and that's very good for their, so their emotional intelligence. Um, and that creation of calm... Releases again. You we were talking about chemical reactions. Releases certain hormones, certain chemicals in the brain that gives you a sense of well-being. the endorphins and better endorphins. They make you feel good. You know, balanced, calm. So calm is a very, very much an important, um, important factor that you can have a direct influence on is creating routine, structure, and calm in your home.
0: So, what do you do when you have? four kids or five <laughs> kids right and they're all also different personalities even with me i mean let's talk my kids are three and the two are quite similar they like to go out they're very social butterflies and you know and one of them is more introverted would rather not go out you know to any party or play and you can't you know convince them with toys and you know it just doesn't work mm-hmm, for him mm-hmm. so how do you then one create that calm let's say that he means because the other two, even though sometimes, even as an extroverted person, I do need calm. I don't think they need it as much mm-hmm. as he would. Mm-hmm. So how do you then make sure that every child's needs is? This yes, is Matt. yeah. This is in the context of a a home that has a lot more kids and mm-hmm. family. members you know, sometimes not just the kids, it's the family members and people coming in and out. And how then would well, you? So when do we that?
1: think that in in an atmosphere of a, of calm, you can think. Mm-hmm. Um. When there's a lot going on, it, it you're really focusing on the now. But everybody needs a certain amount of quiet. When you say calm, we don't always mean quiet or alone time. Calm would mean harmony. It would mean well-organized right. environments. It would mean well-structured environments uh, where some predictability is so available. they know what
0: their routine is, what this is going to happen. It. Yeah.
1: And within that framework, everyone can be themselves. But if they can predict, then they can adjust themselves. And that in itself is a big deal. They're learning to adjust themselves to that environment. So it doesn't mean that everyone has to do one, we all have to stay at home or we all have to, there has to be a balance. And even being part of a family means that you find your place in that family. And a middle line is made of, yes, if so-and-so wants to go out, and we we stayed in earlier today, then, hey, we're going to need to go out. That's also healthy for the child who wants to stay at home all the time.
0: I think that was the key right there that you said. For me, what I practice a lot is the balancing act, right? Because they can't have it all one way or the other um, all the time. And I think even Mm -hmm. learning that sometimes you can't have it your way is a form of also teaching them about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you might want to stay home, but the whole family wants to go out so yes. unfortunately you yes. have to take one for the team Compromise we're all going yeah we're compromising yes. Yes. um and then you know how he then deals with that emotion how he feels disappointment right. and right. we're going and he's you know and I'm, I'm I'm there telling him it's okay like today you'll I'm preempting him that okay this time around you're not going to get your way mm-hmm. but next time I'll ensure that you get your way and usually that also helps him to understand that okay it's not always going to be mm-hmm. so I think a lot of also communicating yes. to them is important yes. because a lot of times I find with kids they can't um, articulate what they're feeling mm-hmm. and also don't. once they now feel, they don't know what to do with the feeling. Right? So if, I I don't know, but I, I feel like if I help guide them well, as you to must. what you to must. do with the emotion yes. you're feeling, because I get you're introverted and I get that you don't want to go out, yeah. But unfortunately we have mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. so how can you feel what do you feel you know? so the
1: first key as you said the first key I would say starts with structure a well-planned home that doesn't mean that occasionally something out of the ordinary is not going to happen that's life but the majority of the base of the home or the organization needs to be structure preparedness a little bit of warning so that there is some ability for this child to prepare towards by adjusting his emotions and his, his, uh, uh, his feelings and his emotions and his awareness towards that step that he's about to take. The second would be, as you said, teaching them to be able to see other people's point of view. So working on, well, this is what you feel, we get it, but this is what the others feel now, so, you know, we will got to do this as well. Uh, another thing which i would also uh, put forward is something that we need to work on is caring for the people around us and having that sense of responsibility towards others so not only responsibility to myself and my equilibrium and my happiness but others as well giving as a family themselves. unit as a family unit yes as a community yeah. as a world mm-hmm. you know what can i contribute to others also feeling balanced a win win is very important i always feel that we tend to not feel that when they are very young that it's necessary to point out that others may not be benefiting but they're benefiting a lot so even when you know when we're working with our babies and our babies are having a little bit of a meltdown mm-hmm. they're working through their emotion but having that, well, you know, I understand that you want this, but at this moment, it's not going to be possible. This is the reason why. Very very brief, very to the point, but understanding other people's perspective of other people's opinion as well. Um, and so there are a few things also that I would say uh, must be kept in mind. You know, we. I always feel that with our children, when we need to help them through a situation, we need to advise, we shouldn't really do it in front of other people. Mm-hmm. That really does not bode well for their own self esteem, self awareness, but also for their, an exam, as an example of how to deal with conflict or how to guide someone, uh, not in front of other people. So, whenever we have these guiding moments that we are trying to work our children through, give them some privacy. You know that with,
0: sorry to interrupt there, but I think what it is is that we see children as children and that they won't have the same feelings that we have. So for example, if I get someone talks in front of my, you know, within other people and it makes me feel embarrassed, it might make me feel sad, they feel the same way. But I don't know mm-hmm. why, as an adult, we don't think that that your child or your two-year-old mm-hmm. will also feel embarrassed. If yes. You, I don't know why. They do. They do. They, you know,
1: they, they feel it very deeply. There's a, there's a form of, 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 of hypnosis almost, you could say, that occurs. I wouldn't call it hypnosis. I don't know how else to explain it. But we kind of brainwash our children into being. So when we speak about our children in a positive fashion, you know, we do recommend them to others. Well, you know, okay, well, today this happened. However, uh, I know that generally speaking, you know, my my child is so is, is, is always well-meaning. I'm sure that he didn't mean it. But when we put them down in front of other people, you know, I've seen these conversations sometimes with with teachers and parents. You're having that conversation about how this child has failed, right in front of this child. How how does that feel? And you're not including them in the conversation. <laughs> they're kind of just standing there listening to this, and they can't even defend themselves.
0: Or even to an aunt. Like yeah. sometimes a mother would be saying it to your sister, that mm-hmm. this is what he's done, and their son right there, not you know, and they feel it. Because mm-hmm. they also want to impress that auntie. They do. Or impress this, and that one auntie maybe is their favorite auntie, and you know, they've messed up with you, mom. But you're sharing the story in this negative light about them, and they just internalize it. They don't get a say in it at all. And then don't. it just. So, when I talk about
1: speaking positively about your child, I mean to everyone. Right. To so the you atmosphere, The atmosphere around them is, <laughs> yeah. you know, my child is a good person. It's a good person. Yes, his action is questionable, <laughs> his question is. is your behavior. Behavior is questionable. Is questionable this that you've done you know is not acceptable it's not good whatever you want to say but not you 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 are amazing yeah i you believe have in your potential exactly you have the potential to get this you know to, to, to do anything really but what you've just done now this is not appropriate this is not appropriate you know, I, 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 I think that that is something that makes such a big deal. It's such a big deal when you say, you are. You are a, 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 a troublemaker. You are, uh, you delayed You're a bad boy. These are things that just really soak into the being. And this is how they see themselves. Now, that is the ticket for a disrupted EI. Because now I see myself as only that. Whether it's stubborn or troublesome, or you, know, a ty- you know, always holding up everyone or disappointing all the time. not you, not the person, the action. Well, yes, yeah, that can be. Yes, of course it can be. And it has to be rectified.
0: So as an adult, what I'm hearing from you is that you need to be able to differentiate between the child and the act. Yes. Correct? Very so, much important. Yes. So critical. if they do something wrong, you, they must understand that you are still amazing. Yeah. But the what you have done needs to be
1: worked on so that it doesn't repeat itself again. And I had a parent who said, Do I have to keep praising him? No. No, <laughs> you don't need mm-hmm. to. Not in the moment when they are, you know, yeah. when, when something's gone wrong. Right. No. You don't need to choose that moment. moment to compliment them. No. You can focus on the disappointing occurrence or disappointing end result and then maybe make sure to recognize that person's good uh, uh, qualities when they are performing in that way mm-hmm. what happens mostly is that we end up really paying a lot of attention when their behavior is disappointing or when the outcomes are disappointing but none at all when they're actually excelling as human beings yeah when their human qualities are outstanding we don't say anything so that balance is very important in ei and they will then carry on that skill as they go on to find their true potential as leaders because the self at this point
0: to this your your you know chipping at their self esteem yeah right and that is needed for emotional intelligence if you're a strong um, person self esteem wise you you know you think of yourself you have a good self esteem about yourself who you are mm-hmm always then you you're also positive emotionally yes. you're stronger yes. to deal with other people to deal with yourself and understand those emotions yes, i mean children like, are
1: building their perception of themselves through their interactions with people with experiences they're building themselves this is a very serious uh, uh, construction that's going on uh, minute to minute they are a new version of the person they were just a minute ago they're actually acquiring qualities, they're acquiring skills, they're acquiring tools, minute to minute. So, you know, sometimes I have parents who say, well, you know, he is this. Mm, Hold on a second. Let's look at this. Cannot say that's his character or her character because in the next minute, that character is now amended and, and evolved. So how it evolves is up to us. We can really help. So that mirroring of who you are, that is a critical step. You are, you are amazing. You could accomplish anything. You, um, the world is endless. The world is a positive place. You know, your effort means something. These are all subliminal messages that we, we can use so positively. And if they are negative ones, they really are building the fabric of who they are through those negative comments. And that's something I've seen does not result well. Yep. The end results are not positive.
0: So, then in that same light, too, it's important for us to also acknowledge their perspective yeah. and empathize with them. Yes. So, even though they've done something wrong, at that, you know, in their child like mind, I would say, mm-hmm. they don't even comprehend what it is. It's up to us as adults then to understand what they're saying, but then guide them and shape them.
1: Yes
0: to do better next time. Yes. Right? Even as family values, like what are our values? This is why you don't do that mm-hmm. because this is what mm-hmm. we represent and what we stand yes. for. So having those clear guidelines um and then when in the e- event where there is a mistake, taking that time to understand them and and you know, empathize with what they're saying. However, <laughs> this is how our family yes. does it and Correct. you're part of this unit. So Correct. Correct.
1: So, I mean, when we, when we think about the rules or, 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 or values or morals that we're building, everybody will be different. Every home, every organization will be different. However, we need to think of the laws of society or acceptable behavior as a rough guideline as to how to guide our child. And and the reason we do this is because they're going to have to survive in that world. Right. And nowadays, there are many things which we could get away with in the past, which now we shouldn't be able to. You know, I mean, in the past, maybe yelling at the employee was acceptable. Nowadays, you, sh- you shouldn't be yeah. able to do that. You sit together, you talk about your, you know, how this person is doing, you guide, you mentor, you peer, you, 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 you treat this person as your colleague, and you really work together to, you know, obtain a higher uh, ability in what you want, but... to to talk down to someone, you can't do that. To yell at someone, you, you can't do that. So these are not skills that they can use in the, in the world today. So it whatever will,
0: you're doing to them, to them, they will grow up and do it to their colleagues, to their family members. Family to members, their, yes. Because yes, yes, yes. that's what they've Friends. known.
1: yes. So the, the, the oh. point is that it's not only what you do to them or what they witness around them happening but also what they're allowed to do without guidance. So sometimes they do things and we just turn a blind eye, you know, because we're out in public, because we're at a birthday party, because... Well, no, hold on. Better to take them to a private spot and say, look, what is happening? It's not, it can't happen anymore. We need to take a step back and have a deep breath. This is what's appropriate. This is what needs to get done. This is how people like to be treated. So now, are you ready? Can we go back and do it like this? Or do you need a minute or two to think about it? That self-reflection, that self-awareness helps them a lot.
0: And I think also what isn't um, often clear is also guiding them on how to now, um, I guess, apologize. (laughs) You know, after the act has now been done. Yes. To go back, because I find a lot of children, they cry even deeper just knowing yes, they have to go yes, and apologize. Yes, yes, it's such yes, a big deal, yes, but yes. and you'll see the tears. Why are you mm-hmm, crying? Mm-hmm. You you know what you did was not right, and now just go say sorry. And it's like, what is that feeling? Is yes. it a feeling of shame for what they have done? Is it do they feel? So like, you know,
1: ch- children are wise. Right. Children are deep, intelligent human beings. Yes. And often when they've done something wrong or they, that not something that, that they know has maybe hurt people or has, they get a sense of the fact that some things are not re- reversible. Mm. They don't know the point to which it's not reversible. So what they need is help to understand how to reverse it. So yes, the word sorry is socially acceptable, and maybe that's something we should teach them at some point. But I feel that it's much better to teach them how to fix the situation, how to uh, how to make amends. So giving them the tools. For example, they've scribbled all over the wall. Mm, you know, in the enthusiasm to write, this may happen. You know, it's bursting out of me. I've got to get it on somewhere. I've, it's not all. It, it very, very rarely is vandalism. And if it is, then it's a cry for help, not a, a situation to be berated on. What about giving them a sponge and some soapy water and say, okay, it's now there. Now you've got to clean it up, you know. And then, when it's all cleaned up, now we can say, listen, I'm sorry. I should not put it on the wall. But this, this is—they don't have the tools. They don't have the tools to amend. So when they've done something that they know or have been just told that this is not acceptable and sometimes we're quite harsh about it, then they don't know how to work themselves back. So giving them the tools to amend it, action rather than... to problem solve. Problem solve, yes. Basically. How can I fix this? How can I adjourn? Mm-hmm. That's something. So big. it's
0: either you're washing it off mm-hmm. or maybe you've hurt someone's
1: feelings. Yes.
0: And you're being given the words because sometimes that I find I have to do yes. that a lot as language okay. It's very tough. You go to the person and you say, I'm very sorry for what I did. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings and I won't do that again. Yes. That's a nice, yes. because sometimes they don't know what to say. No. Like you're like, go, go and apologize. And they're like, they don't know how to so and you have when to give they're them expressing the words themselves yeah
1: are we really listening they, they you know sometimes i notice sometimes that for example let's say a couple of blows or or fight a little fighting sometimes we catch the 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 interaction when that person is fighting back we haven't seen the beginning of that interaction Now, when they're trying to explain that, look, I was in that situation, then I fought back, they're quite hard on them. Mm -hmm. No one's listening. So listening to them, listening, because if we want them to see other people's point of view, we need to see their point of view. So listening and asking a simple question, hey, what happened here? What happened to you? You see how they're so open and and, and want to tell you all about it. and when they feel like their emotions have been understood and accepted, they feel a sense of relief, and then they don't need to hold on to it so hard. Yeah. They can work through it. Right. But when they feel like you have not seen or understood their point of view also, they hold on to it rather hard. And get deeper,
0: yes, deeper. into their feelings. Yes,
1: that's when the deep tantrum or the deep fight back will come, because they don't feel hurt. So listening to our children um, is very important. I like. I would like to revisit that point you made, which we kind of skimmed over, and that is values and morals
0: about the our family. family. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's important to note that, that they really do, do watch you all the time. They watch, they listen all the time, even when you think they're not and they're playing Lego. They're listening. That's
0: true. So
1: being yourself, standing for what you believe in, it's very important it, it 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 allows them to take on those values and morals and and build help to build themselves through that when we are very private about those things and we don't really share who we are or what we believe in or our hobbies or our wishes or our ways of relieving stress and all those things they don't learn from that we need to role model we need to be open about it we need to give them options um, And we need to really make sure that we're there. We're there listening, being in those in-situ situations where we can guide them in the framework of our own belief systems. Because otherwise, they don't know how you feel about things or what your opinion would be.
0: We forget to share a lot with them because there are also limitations as to what we can share and what we can't share. So I find that there's only they're only preview to the few things that we do expose them to. Yes. Um but most of the time think about it, if you're having an argument with a friend, they wouldn't really be there. Mm-hmm. Right. In some cases, some mm-hmm. cases it will be right there in the Not public or open. Very, but very for me, important. for example, I'm I'm never really arguing with my friends in front of my kids mm-hmm. unless I don't know about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't be able to even show them how I deal with it. Yes. In which case, actually, one of my tricks is always, um, if let's say my friend is offended or hurt by something, I always make it a point to acknowledge. Yes. their feelings yes. right and yes. what you're Very feeling nice. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm i'm really sorry that you felt this way that was not and i let them know that that was not my intention mm-hmm. um and next time how can i say it differently or do it differently so yeah. that you don't feel that way because the first thing that we always feel like oh no but that's how i do things and it is what it is either take mm-hmm. me as i am or you leave it but mm. the person is reacting to how, what you've done or what you know, and it doesn't make them feel good. So that's mm-hmm. the first point, is to always acknowledge how they're feeling mm-hmm. and apologize for that feeling.
1: And we forget that our children, are lis- again, they're listening all the time. So it's not only your interaction with other human beings. It's also the time when you're on your own and you're talking about those interactions. Right. You're giving your opinion on what uh, happened or... You Even know, in a movie yes, or something yes, else, yeah, or the cartoon did something and you're
0: like, mm, okay. It's
1: all of that. So it's, all, yeah. it's also your body language. Your body language speaks so much. So, you know, you may not be saying anything in that interaction or after it or before it, but they're taking on all these visual cues about how you are dealing with other people, or you're dealing with conflict, or you're dealing with problems. How you're dealing with stress. They watch us. You know, we're, we're, as adults in this world, we are really dealing with a lot. We're juggling a lot of balls. How are we dealing with our stress? They watch with that. Do we take some time to de-stress? Do we put our feet up and have a cup of tea? Do we have a chat with a friend? These are all things they watch. Do we take on a hobby?
0: Do we socialize? Do we
1: socialize?
0: You know, yeah. Wow. So and we do we model. look happy
1: when we're doing these things, or do we look miserable? You know, do we always walk around with this dark cloud over our heads, thinking that oh, you know, I'm so stressed. You know, work was so stressed. This was so stressed. This okay, they can hear that. It, we shouldn't hide that from them either. But then we should also say, hey, I'm going to sit down and have a laugh with you know, or go for a walk with the dog, or uh, that will make me feel better. This is also modeling to them. How? Uh, And and by that point, also exposing them to these these tasks that make them feel good. So, art, writing, creative writing, um, uh, some uh, exercise, huge one, raising of the endorphins, dance, uh, singing, things that just make us feel good. That, you know, we don't have to say, oh, they're not important, they're not on our list, so we're not going to do that. No in fact, they should be on our list we need a little bit of you know lovely time in our lives to balance ourselves out, and they're watching they're watching every single thing
0: that's so important to know because if you they we model emotional intelligence to them right? yes. every single day in everything that we do
1: and how we process how we process our emotions they're you watching know.
0: that and what also is I think important to know is that it's okay if I make a mistake, <laughs> right? Because some, some kids can really internalize yes, it and they'll take yes, it to the yes, next yes, day and the yes, next day. So you also have to teach them that, look, you can make a mistake. We yeah. all make mistakes, you know, and how do you get out of it? You've, you've gone, you've made the apology, you know, but... No, but I did it. Still, like it's that dragging on. Some people can then take that into mm-hmm. deeper, deeper depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. and because they did something wrong. Well. But you need to know how to also shake it off. Let the day start again fresh, yes. and it's a new day. You yes. made a mistake.
1: You apologize. You solve the problem, and now we move on. So I mean, that's that's a brilliant point. Um, of course, we can't cover up cover Everything. all points here, yes. but you know, it's something you could continue the conversation about. But. I will close on that point. Crystal, we don't let our children make mistakes. Even when they make mistakes, we're totally intolerant. You know, it's it's really, really tough on them. They need to fall down. They need to fall down. They need to mess up. They need to make mistakes. As long as, as a parent, we're kind of looking at the periphery and saying, okay, how bad can this get? How bad can it get if I give them a little leeway? Sometimes you need to give them a little leeway. I and mean, they need to learn through that experience of failure, of getting back up, of rethinking, of re-strategizing, of trying again and again and again, and building that perseverance and that determination, but often we don't even let them fall down, so how are they going to get those skills, that's something that we need to think think about. about.
0: All right. Thank you. I think this marks the end of this episode. I hope you guys um, learned a lot about emotional intelligence and how to get our children ready for the world, even through the little things that we're teaching and experiencing with them now. Um, you Thank you for listening in. And if you enjoyed the, this podcast, please leave your comments at the bottom. And you can always connect with us also on our social media, Instagram and Facebook, the T on Parenting. Thank yes. you. Thank you.